Lee Blue, and this is Double Stack, where you'll discover a radically more profitable approach to web design and digital marketing. The old school web agency model is outdated and no longer enough. Today, you're expected to have both the marketing stack so you know what to do and the tech stack to pull it off. If you're a web designer, Double Stack is the new way to make six figures working out of your house with a laptop. All of this is totally free, so please subscribe to and review our podcast. What if you could finish projects faster, make them more profitable, and take the stress out of managing the money, all by changing the way that you invoice your clients? So I was in a coaching call yesterday, link in the description if you want to join the community, and we're talking about the three major problems that can just mess up your workflow. And like the biggest one is like the 90% stall out problem. Do you ever have that? Like where you build out a project, you're like 90% finished, you just need the client to give you a couple little things, like maybe a picture or maybe copy for one last page, but they're just not giving it to you. And so you can't ever launch the site and it just stalls out the project forever. It's like, that's super frustrating, but I've got an invoicing pattern that solves that problem almost all the time. And we'll talk about what that is here in just a second. But then the second problem is like the um, like the endless change problem. You ever have that? Like the client pays you 50% to start, they're gonna pay you 50% when you launch, you feel like you finished the project, but then they start nitpicking and changing everything. And it's like, if you're not careful handling all those change requests, you can find yourself working for free forever. And that's super frustrating too. So again, I've got an invoicing pattern that really helps a lot with that. But then the third one, like this one doesn't happen all that often, but when it does happen, it really stinks. It's the ghost client problem where like they'll pay you in the beginning, like a, like maybe half the project or whatever, but then they go away for like weeks or months or maybe even like a year. And then a year later, they'll come back and think, well, let's just pick up the project where we left off. But now you're already working on something else and the cash flow in your business is all wonky because they paid you like a year ago and I got to do something about it. It's like, I hate it when that happens. And I've got an invoicing pattern that really helps with that too. So those are the three major problems. Let's talk about the invoicing patterns. The first one is the 100% upfront payment pattern. And so if I've got a project that I think of as being a small project that I can do in a week or two or something like that, I wanna get 100% of the payment upfront. And the, really the reason for it is, like when I get a project, I like to be able to focus and, and get the thing done as fast as possible. Cause like in my heart, like, like my intent I want my clients to get the best results they can get as fast as they can get them. And I want them to want that too. And like, it just doesn't make sense to say, hey, yeah, give me 50% of the project price on Monday and the other 50% on Friday. It's like, it just unnecessarily complicates things and it just doesn't make any sense. So for something that I would consider to be a small project, which for me is anything that's $5,000 or less, I wanted to have the whole payment up front. But the key to getting it to work, like to, the, the key for like clients not to feel upset about the 100% upfront up thing was for me anyway, is to, just, just to tell them, hey, you know what? I really wanna be able to launch this as fast as possible. I wanna get you the best results as fast as possible. Plus I'm gonna be able to do all of this work and, and probably most of it all in like the first week. So it just doesn't make a lot of sense for us to stretch out the payments. So whenever we have a project that's less than $5,000, we require 100% upfront payment. And so what you're kind of doing sort of under this, under, behind the scenes a little bit, you know, is you're, you're, you're kind of telling the client, this is a small project for me. And you're treating it like that's what everybody else does. You're not, you're not like belittling the client by saying that like this is a small thing, but you're just kind of letting them know that when you have a project that kind of meets this particular you know, pricing threshold or whatever, that's just, that's just how you do it. That's what everybody does. And I found that if you can just give people a, a rational reason or two, 
almost everybody's like, yeah, that makes sense. And like, maybe for you, like the number's not 5,000, maybe the number's like 3,000. But like, if you, if you keep going back smaller and smaller, at, at some point you'll get to the, you'll get to the point where it's like, it just does not make sense to split this payment. Like what if it was a $1 project? Would you do 50 cents on Monday and the other 50 cents on Friday? Or would you just say, hey, just give me the dollar, right? So like somewhere in there, there's going to be a, a threshold for you where you're like, we just take you know 100% upfront payments when the projects are of this size. And for me, what that number is, is 5,000. It started out actually as 3,000, and then we bumped it up to 5,000. But anyway, so that's the 100% upfront payment invoicing pattern. And it just helps be able to get stuff done faster without having to overcomplicate the, the payments and stuff. Then there's the hold my spot deposit. And this is really to help with the ghost client problem. So like, so it, but there's three steps to making this work. The first step is, and, and so everything starts after they've already agreed to do the project. Like you, everybody's cool with everything, the pricing, everything's fine. It's just a matter of like scheduling the project and actually getting started. So what I'll do is like, I like to define some deliverables up front. Like I want the client to give me everything that I need in order to finish the entire project within two weeks. Uh, preferably within one week, but but certainly no more than two weeks. And so there's there's really five categories of things that I'm looking for. The first thing is I like to schedule their photo shoot. Now I don't have to schedule the photo shoot necessarily within two weeks. There can be exceptions where the appointment is later than two weeks, but I want to get it on the calendar within two weeks, preferably like right now. So I want to schedule the photo shoot. Um, you know, like for custom headshots and stuff, like custom storefront pictures and whatever. Uh, that's usually a thing that we do. I want to schedule the date for their content interview. So like the way that I tend to write copy for the client's website is I'll do a Zoom call with them. I'll record the Zoom call and then I'll reference that recording when I'm writing the copy. Or if you don't want to write the copy yourself, you can like send the recording to a copywriter and they can reference the recording to write the copy. But either way, it's really cool because you can finish all the copy like a couple days instead of waiting a couple months for your client to write it themselves. Plus it's awesome. It's like much better copy because you wrote it or a good copywriter wrote it and you can charge more too because now you wrote the copy instead of relying on them to do it. So anyway, I like to schedule the date for the content interview right now, like when we start the project. So that's the second thing. The third thing is I want to make sure I get access to all the high resolution images that they already have, like their logo and stuff, so that I've got the stuff that I need to actually build the site out. So I schedule the time when they can deliver those to me. The fourth thing that I want is any kind of technical information, which would be like most of the time it's, it's just being able to access the DNS information for their domain name so that when it's time to go live, I can flip the switch and point, the web, uh, point their domain name at the new website. Generally speaking, I never need any like web hosting information because I pretty much insist that we host all of our client sites. And so like I'm in control of the whole web server stuff and everything. So I don't, we don't really need too much of that. But I do want to make sure that the domain name is like people know where it is and how to log in and how to change the DNS and that sort of thing. So that doesn't stall out the project towards the end. And then the last thing that I like to do is I tend to set up Google Workspace accounts for all of our clients for really for two reasons. Like I want to make sure that all of our clients have a email address with the domain name of their business on it. So it's not just a bunch of crazy like yahoo.com accounts or whatever. Um, but I also want to make sure everybody's got a Google calendar because when we put the call to action on the website, I want to be able to like have like their customers be able to like book calls and stuff with like a Calendly calendar. And that really streamlines the call to action so much better than 
like a contact form or something like that, where somebody contacts you, you get this email, then you email them back, and there's all this back and forth before you can figure out how to whatever you know get people on your calendar, or whatever. It's so much easier to just say, hey, click here, here's my calendar, we'll we'll schedule a call right now, or come in for an appointment, or whatever. So I like to make sure that my clients have Google calendars available. So those are like the five things: the the, the photo shoot, the content interview, high res, high resolution images and files that I might need, any technical information, and set up the Google Workspace stuff. So those are the five things. And so like I want to put dates on the calendar for those five things. And if as I'm doing that, I'm noticing that the client is sort of resistant, like oh, I don't, I'm not sure if I can do it in that amount of time, or I'm not sure if we can, you know, you know, that's that's a little bit aggressive or whatever. I'll ask them and I'll say, hey, do you feel like this timeline's too aggressive for you? And if they say yes or whatever, then I'll probably follow up with that question. Be like, is there something going on in your business that you'd like to resolve first before we begin the project? And sometimes they'll say, yeah, you know, we've got this, this other internal project that we're working on that's really taking a lot, of the, a lot of the time from some of our team members. And it'd be great if we could kind of finish that before we start the project. So like, that's really helpful to know. Of course, what I really want them to do is I want them to share my enthusiasm for like starting the project and getting things done and just kind of, you know, just kind of get excited about it. But like, if there's something legitimate that's standing in the way where they like other, other things are going on in their business where they just can't focus on it yet, then what I'll do is I'll say, well, hey, why don't, why don't we start on June 1st instead of today? Like, what if we push it out a couple months or whatever? Like, I pick a date in the future to start the project. And this is really helpful for the ghost client problem because it's, it's fine if they don't start now. I just want to know when they will start. And so what I'll say is, hey, why don't we start on June 1st or you know, whatever? And does that, do you feel like that would work for you? Or like, when do you feel, I might ask, when do you feel like you'll be done with the project? And they'll give me a date. But anyway, we somehow arrive at a date and they'll say, well, what if we start on that date? And they'll say, that sounds pretty cool. And they'll say, okay, well, let's just do a $500 deposit now to save the spot on my calendar for that date and to freeze all the prices so nothing changes. And so now you've got a deposit and it's non-refundable. So like if they ghost you for, forever, you still keep the 500 bucks. But, um, but when, they, when they start, you can maybe even apply the $500 to the rest of the project or whatever. So like the cool thing about that is You've got financial commitment to start on a particular date and you know when that date is. And when they get to that date, now they're committed and excited and ready to go because nothing's distracting them. So I really like to do that. And that's kind of like the hold my spot deposit strategy. But here's my favorite one. And I call it date-based billing. And it's different from milestone-based billing because a really common pattern in the web design world is to do milestone-based billing where you have like 50% of the project to start, 50% of the project when you launch. But the problem with that is the, the incentive is to push the launch date out for the client you know, as far as possible. So, you, so basically you keep working for free for longer. And I feel like we have misaligned incentives with milestone-based uh, invoicing. So what I like to do is date-based invoicing because it aligns everybody's incentives. So for example, what I'll say is, so like a, a general average project for us would be like a $5,000 setup. And the setup includes like the website, the branding, uh, you know, setting up all the, the Google Workspace stuff and whatever, like all the things that you just kind of do one time. So it's usually about $5,000 worth of work. And then we have like hosting, maintenance, and like a marketing plan, which is roughly $1,000 per month. And I like to break it up. So it's $2,500, $2,500, and then $1,000 per month. So like on day one, I collect half of the setup fee, which would be like $2,500. And then like on day 30, like the, like the very first day of the second month, I collect the second half of the setup, which is another $2,500. And then exactly one month after that, we start the $1,000 per month uh, marketing plan. 
So that way it's $2,500, $2,500 a month. And the reason that works so well is because I'll tell the client, hey, I'm going to really focus really hard and try to get everything done as fast as possible. And so if we can actually finish the whole site in the first month, we'll just go ahead and start the marketing plan on month two, which basically means they get $1,000 of marketing for free because normally we wouldn't start till month three. So it really incentivizes the client to get you everything you need and you know, get results as fast as possible, and they get an extra like thousand dollars of free marketing. And it, instead of and it, like the reason it works for me is I really like to focus on the project, and I don't want to have to try to like think about multiple projects all at the same time if I can avoid it. So I like to cram everything into the beginning so I can get the best results as fast as possible, make my workflow streamlined, and, and I, I really feel like that even spreads out my margins more because I feel like I'm just more efficient working that way. And so it works really well for me, it works really well for the client, and both of us have incentive to finish as fast as possible for all the reasons we just talked about. And so date-based billing tends to work really, really well. But here's how I implement it. So the thing about date-based billing is uh, I use QuickBooks Online. And I, I didn't really pick QuickBooks Online. I don't, I don't particularly like the software that much. It's kind of wonky to work with. But my accountant basically insists that I use QuickBooks because like all the people that work with him, they're all like QuickBooks certified accountants and whatever. And so like they're expecting all my bookkeeping and stuff to be in QuickBooks and they basically do everything for me anyway. But um, anyway, I use QuickBooks Online and it's got this feature where you can go and you create like your own customers and in the customer profile, you can actually put their billing information, like their credit card or an ACH payment. So if, if you do the credit card payments through QuickBooks, I think they charge you like 2.9% per transaction, roughly speaking, maybe plus 30 cents or whatever. Or if you do ACH payments, they only charge you 1% with a maximum of $10 for that transfer. So like basically the transaction fee is lower, sometimes significantly lower on an ACH transfer, which, you know, that's like a bank transfer. Like you just get the client to read you the routing number off their checks and stuff, and you can set it up that way. Or if they want to do the credit card, that's fine too. I don't really care. But, um, but it's cool to be able to have that because then once you've had, there's even a little check mark in QuickBooks Online where you say, I have permission to build the client. And so like you just save their payment information. Oh, one other thing that's cool about the ACH thing is if they're doing the bank transfers, not only is the transaction fee lower, but you don't have to worry about the credit card expiring and all, all the all this stuff that you, you don't have to update it as often or whatever. So you can just kind of get their bank transfer rolling and it's awesome. So um, I prefer to do it that way if I can. And all they have to do is just like read to you the information off their check and you're good to go. But either way, you've got an automated way to build the client. And I'm saying, hey, here's what I'm gonna do. It's gonna be 2,500 this month, 2,500 next month, and $1,000 per month after that. So the billing is set up. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to worry if they're gonna pay on time. You don't, it's like all the stress is removed from the whole thing. Everybody's incentives are aligned because everybody wants to get stuff done as fast as possible, best results as fast as possible. The client might even get a free $1,000 a month of marketing if you can actually start the marketing on the second month instead of the third. So like everything is lined up great. And I think that's awesome because it really, it, it, it solves the problem of like the 90% stall out and the, well, the, the ghost client problem is really resolved more with the uh, down payment thing, but the endless change problem is also resolved. So the 90% stall out and the endless, endless change problem all by changing to date-based invoicing. So it's really cool. So check that out and see if, see if you think, like, leave me a comment, let me know what you think about that. Um, I'm going to put a link in the description for if you want to join the community so we can work together on stuff. Or check out this next video and we'll talk about margins. Because we were just talking about how if you can do work faster and more seamlessly and have higher margins in your business, 
That's a really important component. It's not just about price, it's also about margins. Check that out. This is actually something that I probably lost like 10 years in my business before I had this realization. Check this out, I think you'll love it. I'll see you there. If you like this, head over to doublestack.net and check out our free video workshop on high ticket web design. You can even schedule a call to talk to me personally about how to win more clients at higher prices. Head over to doublestack.net and let's take the next step for your business together.